You're listening to the My Therapist Friend Podcast. Here's your host, David Wormuth. Was James part of the My Therapist Friend Podcast? Some people call it a myth. I say I'm here, so what's with it? What's up, James? It's good to have you here. You is part of the group. I am. I did it. I have friends. Yeah. I got friends in high places, low places. What's that? How does that song go? I got friends in low places where the milk drowns and the apple juice chases. (laughs) Is that the rated G version? Yeah. Is that the the Mormon version? That's what you sing to your kids before they go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) I'm chocolate wasted. I'm You're just cuckoo's son. <laughs> I don't need no puffs. <laughs> Here, take a puff. <laughs> edit all that out. Like every episode, we're like, edit that. Nah, edit that. Nah, nah, nah. All right. Nah. So we're glad that you guys joined us. This week's theme is Mythbusters. We want to talk about real stuff that people get misconstrued regarding anything about therapy because especially guys like that's why we want to do this podcast is because a lot of guys specifically and or christians or Mm -hmm. or even women of course anybody they just have this idea of what therapy is and often it's it's not accurate or they hear horror stories or they just um they don't think they need therapists or you see movies right you see it portrayed a certain way Mm-hmm. So those things can kind of eat, like feed into it as well. So, right. Um, I think it'd be good to start out. Have you ever done therapy? Like, I mean, you yourself. What is that have supposed you to ever mean? went to therapy? <laughs> I'm like, I. So you, so you, you, you <laughs> like, do you with therapy all yeah, the time. That's a good have question. You, have you ever done therapy? Okay, so to answer that in two parts, because you know I'm long winded and I'm going to make this extra long. <laughs> Listen, so, if, if he talks too long, I'll cut it. Yeah, you worry. know how to redirect. So, part A. Uh, the answer is yes. Part A. I grew up with parents who were pastors. Mm-hmm. They weren't just pastors. They were also pastoral counselors. Mm-hmm. I would love to have them come on you know, one week as a guest. But long story short, uh, they went to this thing called Elijah House. And it taught this prayer ministry, which is kind of like this inner healing. Um, it's like a buzzword, but technically it's like uh, transformation and sanctification of the inner man. That's like the legitimate way to actually say it. Okay. But basically it's it's therapy with a Christian perspective. So they talk about judgments and inner vows and, you, and the laws of God and, and uh, the death of the cross and the resurrection of new life and all these different things. So when they went to that training, they came back. You know, that it, it changed who they were, how they did life, how they communicated. So in, in a sense, I was raised with very, uh, I wanted to say sensitive parents because they were sensitive to our needs. Me and my two brothers. I'm a mid kid. Mid kids out oh, there. Woo. No. <laughs> the listeners already know. <laughs> There's just that type. Like mid kids have a type. You can tell. Uh, my theory with mid kids is either we are responsible for complete and utter chaos or we're the peacekeepers. Mm. And a lot of times, peace, and we're called to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. And I could preach right there for three hours. But anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, so I was kind of raised with therapists. My parents did prayer ministry with a lot of people in church, people that didn't even go to our church. 
And so I heard a lot of lingo and I, I adopted a lot of that for my own self or to, to better myself and my relationship with the Lord. Da, da, da. Yeah. So that's part A. Part B, I would say yes um, in different kind of ways. So for example, I also went to the Elijah House training because I saw that it works. Like it changes lives. Like I got a new mom and dad when they went to those workshops. Yeah. And, um, and it affected them and then me and our family and our community. So I also wanted a taste of that and be able to practice that. So if you do, and in general, just for listeners, and I think this is good for listeners to know, we cannot provide evidence-based therapies or any kind of therapy uh, like a certain modality um, uh, on somebody unless we first practice it and receive it ourselves. Yeah. So for example, that Elijah house, we actually, I actually had to receive prayer ministry stuff for myself. That's kind of And, cool. and I will tell you, it was life changing. It was eye opening. It yeah. was, it, and it was hard being vulnerable with strangers that I didn't know. Cause you're at this conference with people and, and you don't know them yeah. and you don't know what they're going to think of you. And at the same time, it was kind of nice having strangers. Yeah. Because I'm like, they don't know me. And I feel like I can be a little bit more open and vulnerable. And I, there were times I laughed. There was times I cried like a little baby. And that yeah. wasn't a bad thing. So, um, and then also if you get trained in other therapies like cognitive behavioral therapy, trauma focus. That's what I was going to ask. So, I mean, you're talking about the Elijah House thing. But mm-hmm. it's also like that. With like, other therapies like EMDR mm-hmm. um, or... A lot of other ones that people go what to does EMDR trainings. I <laughs> like. I want to say EMDR because I'm like, what is it? Eye movement and desensitization. EMDR and reprocess. Eye reprocessing. <laughs> I butchered it. Eye movement, desensitization, and eye reprocessing. You could have just said James Google that, and I could have done. That. And you can Google it, but there's no internet in here. So anyways, basically EMDR, it's a, it's a trauma-focused therapy, and it's too long to try to explain what it is, but it's a, it's a trauma-focused therapy. So a lot of them, if, if you're doing these therapies, yes, you have to receive them too. I'm not training the EMDR, yeah. um, but, or like DBT, that's the big one right now, dialectical behavioral therapy. Okay. And right now we have to do consultations, and we have to practice what we preach, basically, us therapists. Yeah. So I think that's a little helpful for uh, clients and listeners to know. That your therapist doesn't, they're not on this high platform where they're, they're disconnected. Like they have to go through the stuff too, to, to be able to help others too. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. And that's just bonus. That's not part of the MythBuster. So you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Have you ever received therapy? Gone to therapy? I did one, one time. And it was that bad? It was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. Here I am laughing. I feel horrible. It, It was I'm not going to name the place. <laughs> He's spelling it out yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was. When well, my, what was horrible about it? So it was already like the worst. Wait, time like, out. How old were you? 17. It was okay. my, so I'll, I probably re- will refer to that several times when yeah. we talk about because that was one of the rougher times in sure. my life as far as decisions I was making, what I was doing. Um so I was like 17. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. I think that's around that. Like, you ever take yeah. a year? Like I said, divorces aren't like birthdays. You don't remember them. So, um, not for me, not as a kid. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, I'm, like I, uh, I'm not like, that's oh, pretty life changing for some. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying, uh, yeah. And so me, my dad had moved out or was kicked out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, me and my mom were getting into it like all the time. Like it was just chaos. Mm-hmm. And, she, 
She was trying to help, right? Right. And so she was like, let's just go do some family therapy. So it was mm. me, my mom, my brother, and my sister. And we we're all going to go. And you're the oldest, so it's a younger brother and sister. Yes. Yep. To this place. Yeah. Bro- my brother and sister are about six years younger than me. Yep. So I'm, you know, they're like 10. Nine. And they're close in age. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, we went and... Like I said, there's just different therapy styles. Yep. I wish I would have known that right. as a teenager. That's a good point. I wish I would have known what to ask for, what to look for, what you or, need. Yeah, or just one. I was bad at communicating, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't good at talking about those feelings. Mm-hmm. I also wish that somebody would have said, "Hey, this isn't the person you have to meet with every time." Right. Because I went in and I didn't like that person at all. Yeah. It was terrible. They. They pushed when I didn't want to talk about certain things. Mm. They were very like unwilling. Like I was like even being able to communicate. Hey, I'm not ready to talk about that. Especially, Especially the first session. Yes. And, and that's what drives me nuts is these therapists think that, oh, we got to break into everything the first session. Especially with children and youth. I wish therapists would know that more because that's what I've been working with for so yeah. many years. You have to build basic trust and you build that through a lot of rapport building Mm -hmm. which takes time and i get it there's insurance there's money you know and having to pay for all that stuff and i I wonder how much that played into us not continuing yeah but i also know my reaction to it because i was (laughs) i was basically like that makes me uncomfortable i would prefer not to talk about this Right now. And at least you said that. I mean, that's huge. And then it was still like pushing, right? So Mm. basically it was just like, ask me the question. I don't feel like talking about that right now. Talk to my mom. My mom, who's an adult, knows how to talk about her feelings and how I'm hurting her by my actions and my words. And then the therapist would just come back to me with the same question and I would just have the same response. Yeah. Like and then you're not getting it. She would go back to my mom with the next question that was supposed to be asked. Right. So I'm hearing everything yeah. that's going on from my mom's point of view. Right. But I don't feel comfortable enough to open up about anything. So it's basically, it's like, it felt very like one sided. Yeah. And I just got up and left. I got up and I, in the middle of the session. Yeah. I went and sat. I went and sat in the car. And, and good for you. And, and uh, hopefully that was a life lesson for that therapist to say, okay, obviously, you know, this is not the time or the place to push, you know, and and it is the therapist's responsibility to kind of get on the side and and to be supportive and and to be in that corner of the person. And it, and family dyna- family therapy is hard for a therapist. A lot of therapists they do not do family therapy. They only do individual therapy because you're you're working with uh, many personalities, many dynamics, and so it, it takes. It takes a certain kind of therapist who can do well. That's better. Okay. It's just because I have these up loud. You're hearing it off of... Okay. You're hearing it off the headphones. Okay. So it takes a certain kind of therapist who can do family therapy and do it well. And it's sad that that therapist... Um, so was there any apology? Like how... Who made the decision to not go back to family therapy? No. So that... Like I said, I don't know. It's been a long time ago. Sure. I just remember, Lee, I remember like I'm currently in the process of getting my master's so I can be a therapist. Right. And so there's like, that's always stuck in my head. Like that's the only formal therapy I ever had. Mm-hmm. And I just, in my mind, I just wish that 
like, I remember my mom came out of the car and she's like, are you going to like, please come back inside so we can do this. And I was like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing right. It. You made a um, decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I didn't feel like we were going to get anywhere anyways. Right. You were just continuing. Yeah. Cause they're not listening you to you. asking me the same question. And like, how many times do I got to say yeah. it? <laughs> like I'm and getting mad for you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So I, yeah, so I <laughs> where's this place? I'm burning it down. Yeah. No, so I, yeah, I got, you know, I got to a certain spot and I was just like, whatever, you yeah. know? Um, but I wish that she would have, you know, even though we were in a bad spot. Cause you know, who should have went out there was that therapist. Yeah. It shouldn't have been your mom. Yeah. It really should have been that therapist. Say, Hey, you know, like I messed up and that's the thing with therapy and therapists. There's, there's that, um, debate. Should therapists apologize, you know, or should they look at a, a positive way of basically apologizing? So for example, instead of saying, sorry, I'm late. Instead you say, thank you for waiting so patiently. You know, yeah. um, because really it's just saying sorry doesn't do much and it's negative in some connotations. And so part of me thinks, you know, just the therapist going out there and saying, hey, you know, let's give this another shot. I'm going to try my, my uh, I'm going to try better to listen to you and hear what you have to say. And I wondered if things would have turned out a little bit differently. Maybe. I mean, or just and, and here's the thing. Maybe that therapist was had a certain Something yeah. they were trying to accomplish. I Maybe they were LPC and not LCSW. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm joking. No. I love my LPCs. But, I, you know, part of me just wish, especially because we really did. I mean, me and my mom ended up communicating, but it was years down the road. It seems mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff in my life was like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't properly addressed. Until everybody was just so far removed from it that we could finally talk about it with get, without getting emotional. Yeah. And, and sometimes it does take time. Yeah. I think that's okay, too, to say, you know, what, I'm not ready to talk. Mm-hmm. And I am willing to talk maybe in the near future. Yeah. You know, and sometimes even with kids having to respect that. Like sometimes we just or even husband, wife or friends, you know, right now I just need some space. I need some time, yeah. you know, and and because I'm too heated or I'm too upset. For sure, you know, and find the right time. Um, but yeah, I part of me just wish that even maybe the therapist would have been like, "Hey, why don't mm-hmm. you try this?" Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we got through it; everything was fine. But yeah, I definitely like. I always try and keep that in my mind. Yeah, when I'm especially like when I'm meeting with a client and a therapist. Yeah, when I see certain traits like that, I don't want because therapy is so beneficial. If mm-hmm. it's if you can find a therapist you have rapport with and mm-hmm. find somebody that you're willing to confide in connect with yes. because you're right. There are so many different therapists and there are so many different therapy styles yeah. and there's so many different types of therapy that people specialize in. For example, I know one, especially with the church because therapy is really, well, we're going to get to that in here in a second, mm-hmm. but um, just knowing what to look for, what to ask for, explore your options. So for example, people, people shop around, like for their insurance, yeah. people shop around for their groceries for to sure. get the best deal, the best price. Yeah. You can do that with therapy too. You can shop around and find, you know, if it, the right kind of therapist that, that you think is going to work for you. For sure. And and therapists are very understanding. And they would actually rather you say that than not say it at all. Keep going to therapy and really it wasting time. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to be resistant or, or willful. Yeah. It's not doing therapy is a very voluntary thing. Like it yeah. should be something that you're going, 
I I want to do this. Which is why kids have such a hard time because a lot of times they don't want to be there and their parents are making them and dragging them, not literally, but figuratively. And I capitalize on that. Well, I don't want to be here. Okay, that's fair. You know, and so it, yeah. I guess you're, it would make sense that you're frustrated because your mom and dad made you. Yeah. However, they did not physically force you to get in that car and you complied. And yeah. they did not physically bring you in this building and you did it anyways. Like that speaks really well, you know, so I'm just praising the heck out of that, Yeah. Oh, you know, no. well, and then they part, immediately, their the... defense is like, you know, right. Cause you're giving them back that control and yeah. you're praising them for making good choices, even though, yes, they have an attitude. When okay. That's rapport. okay. You're building right. rapport right in the moment. I mean, it's right. that fast. You know right. what I mean? And you, I know what you're talking about that. Yeah. That wall comes down almost yeah. instantaneously because a lot of these kids, right. Yeah. You, you kind of touched on this before, but a, a lot of these kids is it's consistent negativity, right? You're a bad kid. You're a bad kid. Yeah. You're a bad kid. And like to hear somebody that they don't know at all and they might consider enemy. Yeah. Go, I'm proud of you for being able to do that. Right. Some of these kids don't hear. I'm proud of you about anything. Right. So, and you're modeling that for the parents, which yeah. is why I love family therapy because you're doing a lot of modeling mm-hmm. and then you're, you're doing a lot of assessing to see the root of the problem often mm-hmm. comes from, I mean, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes and that's yeah. not to speak ill of any parents. Cause I, you know, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. And, um, and at the same time, you know, we can also learn. My, My therapist, therapist friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. Ooh, Going to the Mythbusters. Yes. So, do you want to start first? Yeah, I, I, that's how I got it down on my Me too. on my reference sheet. So, all right, the first one I've got down is: if you go to therapy, something is wrong with you. That's a Ooh, common that's misconception a or myth. Yeah. So, did I say myth? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do math, kids. <laughs> Rated D, James. This is this has been a public service announcement. Anyway, the yeah, more you no, know, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoot the star. Shoot the star. Uh, no myth. A <laughs> mythbusters. A con. <laughs> you know you're from the south when you call it mythbusters. <laughs> Okay, that's called cops, Dave. Uh, anyways, okay, yeah. So, um, it's kind of it's kind of weird, like growing up, right? Because I remember being a kid and being like, "Oh, if you go to therapy, something's off." And there's still adults that think mm-hmm. that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the more you get into adulthood, you start mm-hmm. to realize, whoa, like. A lot of very successful people go to therapy because, yeah. honestly, there's a one. It's good to have direction, right? And it's mm-hmm. good to have somebody to to vent and let all that stuff out on, right? Mm-hmm. There's some stuff you don't want to talk to, right? Your loved ones about, yeah. Um, and so it's good, yeah. Like even successful people go to therapy. So and, it's not just like on the negative. You're saying it could also be on the positive, like to be your best self. Yeah. It could be just to go to get some guidance or yeah. some. Uh, on how to handle conflict, you know, in a more productive way. But like kind of what you said earlier, it makes me think of what my brother would say. He lives on the West Coast. Okay. And so it's in a big city. So it's, it's got just a whole different culture. He said on the West Coast, how he's been there for so many years, it's not a matter of 
do you have a therapist? It is who is your therapist? Yeah. We're here in the Midwest where we are. It's more like you have a therapist. We love our stigmas. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could have saw how we said that with the lighting. Like this like horror movie. (laughs) But I also liked how you said um, we think that there's a problem with me. And the social worker in me, the Mm -hmm. LMSW says a lot of times it's systematic. In other words, a lot of times it's, it's it's a parenting problem or it's a systematic issue like at a, a policy issue or organizational issue or stigma issue or um, societal constructs issue you know so it sometimes it's not you sometimes you you are discriminated against sometimes you are taken advantage of sometimes you are that vulnerable population that you know um, that's not an issue with you and helping you see that and that way it kind of it relieves some of that burden so yeah. I, I like that one um and then the second one that I have is uh, talking about it won't make it better. Mm. Um, so I was a big believer of this one, mm. right? I believe this myth growing up. Mm. Um, we we had a tendency to joke a lot of things off in my household. So it's like, mm. and I still struggle with that. Ask Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, let's let's just yeah, let's let's laugh about it because it's it's uh, it's easier to laugh than it is to be mad. Yeah. Um, and and I think there's also that stigma with therapy where you go talking about it's just gonna make me feel worse, mm-hmm. and I don't see how there's any sort of benefit. And it's easy to stay in that mindset when you mm-hmm. haven't done therapy or you haven't seen therapy done successful, right? Kind of like, and to even go off of that in CBT um, and cognitive behavioral type of theories, it's thinking mistakes. We -hmm. call it thinking errors. So in other words, there's a way that our brain processes information, Mm -hmm. stores information, interprets information. And a lot of times we think poorly of ourselves or our world around us and we do it on accident. And it's a lot of times based on how we are raised and cultural dynamics. But in other words, uh, talking about it can make things better because we're able to identify those thinking mistakes like catastrophizing or personalizing or filtering information, you know. And so we're able to identify those examples and like, oh, and and then challenge those cognitive distortions Mm -hmm. that were rooted in. Now, those cognitive distortions are there to protect us. Or so we think. Yeah. Because maybe they're not. And so then it's challenging. Them. <laughs> um, the third one I wrote down is therapy is for rich people. Oh, um, and I like that. Uh, I, I would socioeconomic. Say, I mean, we should talk. know. We should know this, right? Like there are programs out there and there are ways to get therapy. Yeah. More so. To tune it, check out last week's episode about COVID, mm-hmm. and we kind of talk about ha- how anxiety has built up in this post-COVID world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But also, more than ever, there are. I just watched the NFL draft mm-hmm. not too long ago, and they were literally the NFL. A lot of these big companies are donating to these mental health agencies now mm-hmm. because. 
all of us have been lived in isolation for the past year and some change. Mm-hmm. And so there, you do not have to be rich anymore. There are a lot of resources out there. And right. the, bi- the biggest and the most hard, hardest, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not good. Hardened right? criminals. The hardest, the hardest, <laughs> the hardest. You sound real tough there, buddy. <laughs> What a wise guy! Uh, all right, so <laughs> sorry, Dave gets me off track. Anyways, there are, there are a lot of resources out there right, right. now. It's, it, that's what I'm trying to say. So um, the biggest step is just finding out who you need to decide. What I like that about that too is with the 21st century. Thank God for telehealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you don't have any resources that you know of at first, like in your community, or you might live in a small community. You have Google. The <laughs> right. more you know. Yeah, there's like, and I, I don't want to advertise anyone specifically, but there are a lot of online uh, telehealth options that uh, you can even do in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So for somebody to talk to, and there are different rates and different insurance providers and yeah. you just, you, you. You got, it's of, okay to self-care is mental health too, you know, yes. so it's okay to take care of your mental health and to budget that in, you know, with, yeah. with your monthly income. Yeah. So, um, the fourth one I put down is, uh, it's, it's more of a joke one, but you'll end up in a psych ward. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. wow. That got dark. Well, no, but I mean, some people will go like, I have these thoughts in my head oh. and, uh, then it kind of ties in with the other, the other, my fifth one, mm-hmm. which is I don't want everybody to know about my personal issues. So mm-hmm. um, I think there's this myth that mm-hmm. oh, if I go to therapy and I tell them, you know, about the thoughts I have, right, or I tell them personal things about me, that one they're gonna like turn me in, use it against they're gonna me, try and hospitalize me, yeah. Or they're going to try, they're going to go tell everybody about my issue, yeah. like the, my challenges and things that yeah. I'm struggling with and stuff that I don't want other people to know about. And what I will tell everybody is an acronym and that's called HIPAA. So um, <laughs> guess Privacy what? and confidentiality yes. is a real thing. And yes. actually it's unethical to uh, share information without releases or consent. And a person could uh, lose their licensure to even provide therapy if they do. And to kind of go off the other end, it, there's a there can be a breach if it's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. However, um, even with that, we're always promoting the self-determination of the person. Yeah. So if the person doesn't want to go to the hospital or the person wants an alternative plan, you know, have those conversations and talk about what options are. And because there are... There are safety concerns, you know, and there are different actions that different providers have to take, you know, um, and you can also ask your therapist ahead of time. If I were to have certain kind of thoughts or, or believe a certain way, how would you respond? You know, and what are the limitations yeah. of, of keeping no. all this private? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and, and that kind of goes hand in hand with confidentiality. I mean, understanding mm-hmm. like, yes, there are limitations to it, but they're not, they're not going to the golf club or to Walmart or whatever talking yeah. about your issues. At least they're not supposed to. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. So don't go to, to therapy. You can't trust anybody. Yes. Okay. That's a cognitive well, distortion. There we go. Perfect. My, My therapist friends. friends. <laughs> okay. 
All right, this is the Mindful Minute. Mindfulness means to be aware and accepting of the present moment, and we like to do different activities to help listeners. I'm going to win. <laughs> Not everything is I'm a competition, James. Well. Let's just be accepting that there is no winning. There going, is no losing. That life two. is life, and we're going to enjoy two life no. on this two journey. Team <laughs> James, 2-0. So there is no winning or losing in mindfulness. Mm. However, but we I, are going to win. practice a skill of being mindful of our internal world and our external world. Mm-hmm. So internally, we are going to think of a song and we are going to hum that song for mm-hmm. one minute. Mm-hmm. And then externally, we are going to be observant of what the other person is humming. And at the end, we're going to guess what the other person's song is that they're humming. And I'm going to win. So that's being mindful of the internal world and the external world at the same time. There's your little dialectics. Ooh. All right. So you ready? Hold on. Let me right. turn on my timer. Nope, mm. that's what my camera. What song do I want? What song do I want? I got my song. So tell me when you're ready. You got a. I got a song. All right. You got a friend. Nope, that's All not right. the one. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. On your and then listeners, you're also going to listen and see if you can identify both songs. And mm-hmm. if you want to play along, you can also yeah. hum your own song and try to guess what ours comment. is. Yeah, comment, comment, like and share <laughs> and and support us. Yes, and support sponsor us. us. Well, Give us free money. Yeah, so so we can pay taxes. All right, it's on not your mark. Free money. Get set, go. I have no clue what your jazz song was from the 1980s. You're wrong. What? I said you're wrong. Oh, from the 19. The song is you're wrong. No. Oh, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. There is no right or wrong in mindfulness. Yeah, that's right. Did you know my song? No. No. <laughs> I was. I was trying to. Do my and then like, uh-huh. I was like trying. To, it was hard. To it was hard yours. to focus on my song and focus on your song at the very, same time. Very, very difficult. I'm not a good multitasker, anyways. Yeah. Like me driving, right, and doing anything else yeah. is very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to yeah, know. Very dangerous. So. Um, mine was Mary had a little lamb. Oh snap! Mm-hmm. You know what? You say that now, and I kind of out the gate, I caught it a uh-huh. little bit. Um, mine's uh. Can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake. Can't it's, oh the trolls. You can't stop the. Wait, how does that go? I got this feeling. Oh inside yeah, inside my bones, it goes electric wavy when I turn it on. All through my city. <laughs> I can't. Your face. <laughs> you were like cross-eyed there for and a second. And that's why we need YouTube. We need the videos. Yeah. Like. Comment, tell Dave, say, Dave, quit We're being not doing doo-doo videos. and do those YouTube videos. Podcast is more cool. Podcast is cooler. There is no cool or warm in my Are we on the playground? Do you tell me how your dad's cool in mine? Yeah. <laughs> my dad's cool in yours. You can beat him up too. I'm like, I know. <laughs> my, my therapist, therapist friends. friends. <laughs> okay.
All right, so moving on to welcome back. We are now in the second part of Mythbusters, and not to be confused with Methbusters. Yes. <laughs> I can't even deny it. Mythbusters. I, I can't even deny it. I said it. All right, so the five that I got, I'll start with the first one. Social workers can't be therapists too. So the reason why I said that is because a lot of people don't understand that social workers are not just caseworkers. Social workers wear many hats and a master like level. Yes, like, like James. Me. Yeah, he has lots of hats. You're not wearing a hat today. I'm sweating. It's like a sauna in here. And it feels good. It's relaxing. Oh, it's, it's warm. I'm so like I'm so comfortable. comfortable. You're going to stand up in that seat. It's just going to be drenched oh. in sweat. Back oh, sweat. No, yeah. Uh, we're going to need a mop I here. I should have brought like a change of clothes. I should have got like, what's it called? A Sherpa or a Merp? What's the thing like that soaks up all the, the oh, liquid? Shamwell? Shamwell. Yeah. Get yeah. that. Shamwell. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so social workers going to be therapists too. And I want to quickly say what the difference is between social workers and psychologists and psychiatrists and, and master level counselors. Uh, social workers, it's a person environment perspective. So we don't care just about the individual. We care about organizations, family units, all systems, environment, everything. So we can run programs. We can be politicians. We can lobby. We can be community activists. Um, a lot of things that you see on TV and celebrities, they talk about a lot of uh, community activism and a lot of that's related to social work. Okay. Psychiatrists prescribe meds. They're not typically specialized in providing like individual therapy. They're they're more specialized in providing meds. Psychologists, uh, it's like an eight-year degree. They specialize in doing psyche veils. They can do therapy as well, but that's what's a little bit different is they can do full psychological evaluations. And then LPCs, a lot of times that's a master's in counseling, and, um, and they focus more on individual family group therapies. They don't really learn how to do a lot of community activism and organization work and policy work. Oh, so, yeah. So, in other words, social workers are cooler than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I got, like, everybody at to you go on the what? social work you know track. I got people. I'm like, Walden needs to pay me. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, like, I'm recruiting. Doing, the next college that I work for, they're going to get a whole heap of people that I'm I'm a good. I didn't realize how good I'm at recruiting until, yeah. like, eight people at are now in the same yeah. program you kind of so, strong arm everybody no i'm like it's just the way to go it's the thing to do <laughs> that's the thing to do why don't you try and social work see? <laughs> what are you some sort of wise guy i'm some sort of 1920s character you? You know? hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the next meth busters that i want to bust <laughs> you're stop the one that coined that term stop, stop you know that's what we're going to name the title of hey, this episode if we get 500 likes we will make meth buster t-shirts no. <laughs> it's so insensitive we cannot do that <laughs> meth is real it's a drug don't do it all right so <laughs> nobody that's not a myth yep all right. all right second one i got is christians don't need or don't need to go to therapy Okay. And I feel like with this one, especially growing up in the church, yeah. um, I, I or just being in the Christian community my whole life, if there's a lot of stigma. Like if it like kind of like you said earlier, if you go, if you go to therapy, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And so if you're a good Christian, well, you can pray about it, talk yes. to God about it, talk to your pastor about it. And guess what? Most pastors are not licensed mental health therapists. Yeah. I do believe that there are spiritual issues. And I also believe there's actual spiritual abuse on top of mental 
and physical and sexual abuse. And mm-hmm. so um, and so I want to be that bridge between the church and, and the clinical mental health thing. But Christians need therapy too. Yeah. And so it's important to find a licensed professional whenever need be. Or, or there are counselors or prayer ministries in the church that can be the extra support or um, to be that buffer um, to go and go between or to step down or step up into services. Well, I think... I like that you like are pointing that out because that is, um, I think that is a big myth in church, right? right? Like, I'll just pray for you, yeah, or I'll pray with well, you. Well, and and then you beat you beat yourself down because you go, why well, I, I prayed about I it? I still feel and I'm this not, way. I'm not a good enough Christian. That's what right. it's got to be. That's I'm good. not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not praying right. Right. Yeah. How many times do we get that with the teens? Yeah. Yeah. I prayed about this and it's still not fixed. I'm still feeling this way. Or I'm still I'm having these it. thoughts or, I'm not, yeah. or I'm still having these family problems. And even in prayer ministry, I, I would love to do a training for prayer altar call workers, uh-huh. you know, because we could really blend some of those scaling questions, those well, scales on a scale from one to 10. What are you feeling? And then knowing when to refer. Cause I think if, if a prayer minister counselor, sometimes they hear this thing, they're like, Oh, and they, and they, and I do believe in the power of prayer. Do yeah. not get me wrong. Don't get me mixed up. I, I <laughs> don't because I, I know the raging I know there's Christians out there like oh you know heresy and and I do believe in the power of prayer and prayer does change things prayer does change lives yeah and so does therapy so does mental health therapy and I think it's important to respect and, both but I think you know I think it's not much not not as big of a myth anymore right like mm-hmm. I remember growing up and there was like some of the churches we attended mm-hmm. were, like I said, so I grew up assembly of God and we were PCG, which is like the same thing. So you can depending upon which community you end up in. Right. And if you're a pastor's kid, you go to other people's church, you see mm-hmm. different styles yeah. and systems. Some of those styles and systems were very reluctant, even like doctor, like yeah. medical stuff because yep. You know, and I think that yes, I say all that to say this. I think like you don't take Tylenol or ibuprofen for your yeah. headache because you know that's you that's let a, the devil in right. The and so you pray head. and yeah. just pray God to remove that pain. Yeah. And if He doesn't, you you don't have enough faith. You have yeah. too much doubt. And so yeah, there is a lot of negative. You go to your pastor and he punches you in the arm <laughs> and you forget about your head. Hurt. Lay hands on him. <laughs> The power of Christ can power you. No. And, I, and we believe in casting out demons and all that stuff. And it's also important to, to understand where somebody's at and to yeah. know that uh, and, and when to refer, how to help. I just meant, I just meant the church community as a whole is a lot better at accepting yeah. outside help. Yeah. I and think in general, so, yes. Yeah. It's um, so because there's different movements and I don't want to call any out that just it's it's a, capitalizes on faith, you know, yeah. so ignore your feelings. The you Far know, East uh, movement. Fly like a G6. Fly like, like a bird. A G- I want to fly away. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> like a G6. Anyways. <laughs> That's where both of our minds yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the third one that I got is here's a good one. Um, and this goes for a lot of families, conservative, Christian, liberal, it doesn't matter. Quote, kids don't need therapy. They just need a good old fashioned whooping. <laughs> End quote. Ooh, I like this <laughs> I don't know one. why I really enjoyed saying that one. Like, because yeah. like part of me is like, I still kind of believes it. 
Like yeah. part of me sometimes still feel like, yeah, they just need a good old fashioned spanking. Mm. And at the same time, I'm like, last resort, last resort, last resort. You know, like I'm not saying yeah. it's bad to spank your kids. And at the same time, I'm also saying, uh, I think parents are quick to discipline and quote punish, which I hate that word, their kids rather than disciplining and punish. doing it intentionally, yeah. wisely, purposely, timely, reasonably, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. See, like, and I'm so split on this, especially um, kids like, needing therapy like just, or spankings. No, like spankings. Oh, because like part of me is like, at a certain age, I can almost kind of see it. Like when they're real, real I can young, almost see it. You really plant that PTSD in there, and then mm-hmm. when they get older, you don't even have to try. You just. You just clap the belt and they stop doing what Yeah, my doing. mom, she had these eyebrows. <laughs> All she has to do, they we call them Indiana Joan whips. Yeah. And she just whoosh, with her eyebrows and we just, you would see <laughs> our back go. straighten up and we were perfect little you, angels. You ever be sitting in the back seat and then... Uh, the I have too, I have too many trauma stories from that. I can't go into that. And I know my parents are listening. <laughs> my butt's tinkling just Ooh. thinking about it. My parents did say, though, we will pull this car over and yeah. spank you in front of God and everybody as they're driving by. Yeah, I always, and they will honk. I always knew it was I knew I always knew it was going to be real, real good mm-hmm. when they didn't say anything on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> It was like it was yeah. like my dad would just get like focused up. He was just getting like hyped he's up. fantasizing about that yeah, whooping. Like I'm gonna like, get all oh, of it up. Yep, wiping the sweat <laughs> on his pants just to ensure there's no slippage. Yeah. Just, <laughs> they're like in the stands, like an MMA stands. Oh yeah, coming out. Coming all out. I hear is uh, what's it called? Um, your game you play. Finish him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 did the finishing move. Uh, <laughs> Go, y'all, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, kids need a good old talking. Doesn't that sound much better? No. There are times that kids need spanking, and there's also times kids need therapy, and there's also times kids need their parents. Yeah. You know, but kids do need therapy too at times. And and how do you know? You know by their behaviors. Yeah. So when their behaviors are reoccurring and they're problematic and they're disruptive in many areas of life, school, home, work, chores, leisure activities, things that they're enjoying, friends, peers, if, if they're having these many problematic behaviors in many different areas of life, that means something something yeah. is more than what Some, maybe you can Sometimes the SWAT's not going to do it. Right, right. Um, you can't spank. Yeah. certain things out of a kid exactly that's what my supervisor said the other day shout out to my brother <laughs> may he may his butt rest in peace may he his, has no butt may his butt rest in peace he has no butt it's just straight poured down i mean we don't have much of a butt as Laramore's anyways and, and he like, lost it's like caved a long in. time it's like <laughs> he's got a concave butt <laughs> He's got he went he used to go to he used to go to skate parks when he was a teenager and kids was trying to drop in on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they could not give him a wedgie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> He's gonna kill us. He's like I, I, Willie's gonna Willie, be like, let me no. be on your episode. I, I will listen, I'll listen, bust y'all listen. out. I, I love my brother. Uh, I say that William Paul because I heard the spankings you got, my dude. So <laughs> and James told me that I'm like, may his butt rest in peace. You know, you know what though? Like my brother is is really one of a kind. Yeah, he, he used to get some yeah. real good whoopings, yeah. and then 
He would just do it again. <laughs> Isn't there like a song? Keep on, soldier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah. he, uh, yeah. yeah. And he, but that's he, the thing is there, you can't spank a kid into, into what you need. There are things you can't spank out of a kid. Yeah. And, that's and there, what I there was, are like, even like, just, and it could be anything. It could be a lot of things. Well, that's what I was getting so, at with him. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes he'd get a whooping for the same thing, yeah. like five times the same day. So it's obviously like, it's not working. Yeah. It's not, it's not doing anything. And, yeah. but it's frustrating for parents because yes. it's like, what do I do? Right. Because I'm trying to communicate and right. I'm giving them the spanking and I'm put, they're getting grounded to their room. 1-800-CALL-A-THERAPIST. Yes. Yes. Get get yeah. help. Get a caseworker. And, and just so people know, therapy can have time limits. You can tell your therapist, like, I only want to do three sessions, five sessions, yeah. ten sessions. I'm willing to do however long it takes. Yeah. You know, but if you have that conversation, like, how long is TFCBT? How long is uh, uh, C CPT? You know, how long yeah. are these therapies you're talking about? And then having those conversations so you know what to expect. Some therapy, you could go two, three times a week and then yeah. be done in a month before school. You know, yeah. so, or there's PCIT, which is a gold standard for young kids. So there's lots of different things you can do and talk about timeframes and all that. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer that that if, if you think that you need therapy for life, obviously you're not getting the right kind of therapy. So, all right, next one is, uh, and this is a really good one. Therapists aren't supposed to cry with their clients. Mm. And me and James have a little yeah, different I, interesting points. You share what your your perspective is first, and then I'll share mine. So I can trash talk. I yours. know. <laughs> <laughs> so so Dave's gonna say it's okay. Um, I think when somebody's spending money to come talk to a professional, mm -hmm. it's important to not like. And I'm not. Yeah, I get therapists are human too, right? Yeah. We've sat here and listened to Dave make fart noises with his mouth. I know he's a, <laughs> he's a human being. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's important to remember that. Yeah. I, I think there is, what I would say is there's a certain sort of boundary maybe that should yeah. be placed. Like yes. you shouldn't be crying uh, more than your right. client is crying. That's right. I feel like that's unprofessional. Yeah. And I think if you can avoid it, avoid it. If you can't write, you can reassure them without crying with yeah. them. Um, so I, that's that's kind of where I sit yeah. with it. I, I, just, I So on my end, what I'm saying is is um, I, it's okay to cry. And kind of like what you said, there's a time and place. Yeah. And there's a limitation. So for example, I'm going to give two real quick. I had a foster son who had a significant trauma. And we're in the therapy session, brand new therapist. Uh, client relationship. This is the first time I'm really seeing therapy with my client or my foster kids. And it's, you know, a little family therapy. So he's kind of sharing some of that trauma and to see that therapist have a tear go down her eye. She wasn't wailing. She wasn't out of control. She was expressing genuine human emotion. And I'm like, wow, yeah. like she, she's not disconnected. Like she's really with this client. Now I know transference, kind of transference and, um, yeah. you know, there's the blend of boundaries and lines and all that. And I asked her later, this is the same. It's Tracy Nielsen. She's my hero. She's inspired me to get into social work. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> not like, like trying to quit no. dropping. Names. I'll I, text her. Hey, is it okay? She's like, Oh yeah, I can't be. And here, here's, here's what she up. said. I'm like, I love seeing that you 
will cry. And she goes, and she goes, and there's still limitation. She goes, I will shed one tear. And in, in other words, what she's saying is I will allow myself to feel with that client. And at the same time, I will then also become back to my, my professional responsibility. Yeah. Another example. So, uh, it was, um, a pastor who's providing pastoral counseling and, uh, the, the church member came in, they're doing pastoral counseling Mm -hmm. and the church member was sharing the significant trauma that they experienced. And that pastoral counselor cried with that person because there's scriptures that say we rejoice with those that rejoice. We cry with those who cry. And it's a little bit different with pastoral counseling because there's a little bit more rapport and different relationships. There's a little bit more lenience. Right. And and it could be based on your faith and religion and scripture and whatever it says. For sure. What that person said was I have that person had significant trauma from their parents. Mm -hmm. And that person has never seen anyone cry for this person had very flat effect mm-hmm. stone cold hard to read in other words poker face in other words yeah and for this person to see this person cry it was a breakthrough for that church member because they're like wow somebody cares that much about me someone yeah. someone cared to see that effect of empathy of, we kind of we've talked about that in the past like the yeah. same like with the you're bad you're bad you're bad and right. just to say I'm proud of you, right? Yeah. Can almost or I'm I'm with you in this. Yeah. Now, of course, you don't get stuck, and you know your job is there to support. Yeah, you know, you don't move in with them, right? And <laughs> <laughs> want to parent their kids and pay their bills, and you know, yeah, take your cut of no, no, cut of the no. There's obviously limitations. Yeah. However, I'm also saying it's okay to show compassion. For sure, it's okay to say what they did to you is wrong. And look at and, that, Dave and James agreed. Don't get I used know. to it. <laughs> Someone sort of considering Dave, pretty much. Dave kind of. will purposely disagree with me. Oh yeah, just just, just to get, get a rise. Just like to one get of a the rise. Best things I ever heard James say to me during this whole process wow. was, um, "Your brother Zach must have a lot of patience." Wow. And it that was, that spoke a lot about me, and that spoke a lot about Zach, and it spoke a lot about James. And this <laughs> well, it was odd dynamic. One o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> Dave forgot he had hands. <laughs> So that's all I'm going to say. It was my bedtime. Moving on. (laughs) My last one. Hey, do you guys want to hear a therapist cry? (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. I'm about to redo the print song. I won't crack. (laughs) I'll never crack. Um, And there's times where I've gotten emotional. I've felt it. And I think that's okay. All right. And and of course, you want to be mindful of that. Last one. Therapists are supposed to know it all. And so it kind of goes back to that therapist that you're seeking and talking to is human. And therapists are supposed to learn from the lived experiences of their clients. So in other words, if you are the client, you are to educate that therapist who you are. They don't know who you are. They can go to school. They can learn about your ethnicity, your religion, your race. They can learn about your socioeconomic status, the risks they can know. If you're at higher risk for self-harm and suicide, they can learn all these demographics about you. However... You are your own special, unique person. No one will know you better than you know yourself. And I personally believe other than God. So it is your responsibility to educate that therapist who you are and to correct them when they're wrong. And that therapist will actually be happy and glad. That can be daunting though. Um, Of course. Yeah. And I think that, but that kind of comes into 
that introduction that you you know you're with a good therapist. Yeah. When they go, you just talk to me and you tell me what's right. When I when I'm I miss it, let me know. Yes. When I totally get off and I'm trying to read you and I'm trying to assess and I'm and I'm totally off. I yeah. I give you permission to, yeah. to correct me and to and, get on the right track. And good therapists will do that. They'll empower yes. their clients. And throughout the sessions. Yeah. So let me get this right. Is that correct? Am I hearing correctly? You know, am I really, you know, you're, you're doing these. <laughs> I was like, what is, what correct? what's, wait, what? what you look like you're on the spotlight. <laughs> like, I look like a But that's what the, the therapist, that's what clients probably feel like sometimes. Like, yeah. oh, they actually care about what I think. Oh, they actually care if I if they're getting it wrong. Well, there's like, nothing more frustrating better. than somebody telling you how you feel, yeah, and not being correct, right? And and even worse, and this yes. happens a lot with kids, at least yes. with my clients, their parents tell them how they feel, or yes. the counselor, or their oh, teachers you must tell be them. sad, yeah. Oh, you have to be angry, and I'm it, and before I say anything, even just in casework. I'm like, are you feeling upset? Are you yeah. sad? Are you mad? Are you embarrassed? Yeah. And it's What's... hard with kids because if you use open-ended questions like, what are you feeling? Sometimes it's like, I don't know because yeah. the emotional intelligence is so poor. You know, so teaching emotional intelligence. Well, what are these surface-level emotions, deep-level emotions? So it can be hard um, to, to really assess. And so that, that's why we're, we're always trying to get it right. For sure. My, My therapist friends. friends. <laughs> So that's it for today. Um, we hope you enjoyed the myth busters. Not, not meth, meth not, busters. Not meth busters. We have all of our teeth. But hey, a thousand likes, we will make t-shirts. I thought you were going to say a thousand likes, we will try to make meth. No. That is not true. <laughs> that is a myth. We about we will to not to write this. We about to write this. Anyway. We're going all night. 24 hours. 24 7. You want, you want episodes? You about to get all the episodes. Anyways. Forever. For, for real. Um, make sure to tune in next week. We've actually got a special guest coming in. Yes. Uh, actually a couple of special. We're not guests. saying their names. We're not they? saying their names. They are, um, they are minors. You know, and what? it's confidential yeah. and yeah. it's aliases. They've, they've gave it away. I was going to make it a nail biter, but, oh, darn it. um, yeah, like I said, we, we, it's going to be a cool episode. Um, Make Parent, sure. especially parents and yes. teens, you want to tune in yes. or grandparents. Yeah. If you got grandchildren, I mean, that, cause it's going to, it's going to be teens coming in to yes. talk. Yeah. And this is a heavy, heavy one. It ain't heavy, heavy. <laughs> it'll be our most fun one yet. It'll if that's even possible. But, uh, one. Hey, like I said, make sure to like comment, subscribe. It really does mean a lot. Um, I do want to reiterate at the end of the month. So after next week's episode, it will be a month unless you subscribe to our Patreon. So you get um, early access, bonus content, yeah. exclusive so there privileges, will, yeah, there's giveaways, be, prizes. Yep. There will be a month gap. Yeah. So, um, But we will eventually end up uploading yeah. again to YouTube, Facebook, and, and all that. So if you take Spotify. your mental health seriously, you'll download yeah. and become a subscriber. Well, we're not. I'm totally not, joking. Not. Do not sue me. This <laughs> is not mental health therapy. We're, we are not going to hold your mental health no. uh, hostage. So um, <laughs> th thanks again for, for tuning in. And uh, like I said, always remember you're loved, you're cared about, and you're awesome. And we will See you next time. I, you next why time. do I do that every I time? Know. That's yeah. so... My, My therapist friends. friends. <laughs> this has been another episode of My Therapist Friend. 
with David Wormuth and James Larimore. If you're interested in learning more, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash mtfd and j. Thanks and have a great day.